0: welcome everyone to tuba episode 21 i'm christopher and with me tonight is thomas colton my brother matthew and my dad alton tonight we have a very fun topic what if you were the last man left on earth so without further ado let's begin hi hello um
1: i i was reading this article it's so I'm pulling it straight from the website, so I'm going to give him credit first because we're just going to completely reference it throughout. It's uh, Eshook. It's a user on social media uh, site, RedEdit, and uh, he wrote like a 1,500-word, I don't know, multi-page document on if you, were, if you became the last person on Earth, what would you do realistically? And he had a bunch of just different uh, points on his point of view, what you should do, and uh, I, I think I got six of them. And I figure you know, I, I read it, read kind of paraphrase, definitely paraphrase what he wrote, and then we can kind of just discuss it. Um, the the thing that I liked about it is, you know, if you think about zombie scenarios or even the, the less fun to talk about real stuff like nuclear war or plague or whatever, you're not going to be the only person. So then you got to worry about the, the worst of humanity and, and all that junk. In um, this kind of pie-in-the-sky example, there's no one left. It's just you. So... You are the last human alive in the world. No. I mean, they're still animals, but, but you're the only human being left. It's like every single human being on the earth died except you. All right. Six, well, I think it's six, and it's kind of just, it's, it's tips, you know, his advice. Or maybe it's her advice, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the first one I thought was really interesting was um, eat exotic fresh fruits while they are around. Um, mm-hmm. Because they come from far away, you know stuff like uh, mangoes, even bananas, pomegranate, star fruit, stuff like that. That's all frozen or refrigerated and and, and shipped, at least where we live.
2: Right. And, and I was going to say, if you're the last person on Earth, you better be good at uh, flying an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you better like fish on that case then <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: so, well, that's got kind of like a pre it said pre phase phase what yeah, just whatever that's first step. second one was um and this one's kind of obvious uh secure your food um one of the first things I would do personally is I would just just start driving around and just load up trucks full of all the different canned foods because that's what you're going to be eating for a long time.
2: I was, that, as much as that makes sense, it doesn't at the same time because if you're the only person on Earth, who are you securing it from? I guess. Well, that way that. I don't have to hunt it down. I, I suppose if they're like, yeah, secure that way. Okay, I was thinking more of putting it behind lock and key. So. No, that way, no, 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 Okay.
1: Yeah, just you know, have a giant room that's a pantry, and just put it all in there. But, I mean, whatever, basically, know, know where know where your food's coming from, and uh, a, a common one would be
2: canned foods, because, you know, steaks and stuff like that's going to go pretty quick. Did you see, as we're going with this, uh, with last, pretty quick, there was a um, blog post of that a guy had put a Happy Meal on the shelf for a year, and it looked just as fresh, so you could probably go to McDonald's and pick up a few Happy Meals they may last you a while. Uh... Wait,
1: so you you saw that and then you
2: still went and had a happy meal? <laughs> well
1: you can buy you could buy the toys without buying the meal.
3: Oh, and one, one thing is if you're the last person on earth, then you're gonna be living like in medieval times because there won't be any electricity. You know, one person's not gonna be able to run a power plant. I mean
1: maybe you could. Yeah, speak for yourself.
3: You If you were the last, if you actually were, if you actually were the last person on earth and you were working in a power plant, you might be able to run it. But anyway, it will be, it will, uh, it won't be very long. There will be no electricity. Uh, probably, probably won't be any natural gas either. So you're basically, uh, you know, medieval times. So earth is going to be really stinky because everything's going to be rotting. All that food's going to be rotting.
1: (laughs) I like to think of this from kind of a fun exercise of what would you do, right? But one of the things that would really kill it right away is if everybody died but you, all those bodies would be there, and especially I mean I'm in a, I'm in what the fourth largest city in the U.S. Well, what am I supposed to do? There's going to be rotted bodies, four million plus rotted bodies everywhere, you know? Yeah. I'm- yeah, So
3: you're wanna, you're gonna gonna wanna go steal all the gas you can and find you a vehicle and. Uh- and then head out of town. You may have to make several trips to take all your clothes and then...
2: Oh, gosh, yeah. Which, which, <laughs> which stinks
1: because there's so much fun you could have in a city if you were the only person. You well, know, what you're going
3: to what you're gonna have to do is get you a lot of gas, get you a SUV, and then you're going to have to head out to uh, West Texas where there's not very many people and stay there for, you know, maybe six months... If you don't go crazy and then, well, uh, then you can come back to town
2: well, honestly, if you're living in the Newark, new York uh, new York City area, it's not going to notice any difference. That area of the country kind of smells anyway <laughs> so and i'm fr- I'm from the Philadelphia area, so I can clearly say that I'm not saying as an outsider, hey philly Philly kind of smells too but he, I think if we look at it with two scenarios, are we talking that everybody? just kind of keeled over and dropped dead or everyone disappeared because if everybody disappeared you're perfectly fine I would if, say for, for fun's
1: sake let's do night of the co- comment where everyone just turned to dust yeah
2: because yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want to have to wait 8-9 eight, nine, eight, nine months to come back into the city to have fun because by then I'm looking at it where you would start to you know all the stuff would slowly be breaking down or become pointless I don't know how long gasoline lasts and All that being
1: idle. Um, uh, Follow up to that—the one with the secure your food source was—and I this I thought this was interesting. They made a comment. uh, You know, a lot of the food trucks are refrigerated and uh, can stay cool for like a week or two, and they use propane freezers. So you could now's your time to kind of figure out how to use them, and then since you got nothing else to do, you could move them to your home or whatever and uh, have a giant freezer farm. Hmm. Yeah, and potentially that could last, because it's using propane, that could last a long time if you could secure a source of
2: propane, too. And there was, um, Chris, you and I, when I was talking to you earlier before the show about that uh, TV show on Discovery Channel, The Colony, they they had a, a scenario, um, I don't know if everyone's familiar with that show, it was a show on Discovery Channel, they had about a dozen people locked up in this warehouse, end of the world scenario, basically told them to survive, it was the whole point of the show, it was... Different tasks they had to do every day, and this and that. And one of the things they had to do was come up with um, fuel to get this giant truck running. And unless you know what you're doing, I never knew about it till I saw the show. They actually took um, these two big oil drums and burned. I can remember how they did it now. They had burned some wood to get the fire going and then inside this other drum they put more wood chips and it created some sort of a, of a gas that they were trapped and It actually was a flammable gas that when they pumped it into the engine created this fuel for this engine to work off of. I think it was off a diesel engine. Um, I could be wrong exactly how it worked, but even if gas breaks down, there is other means that this show had shown that these brilliant scientists that you could just burn wood by, you know, trapping it and creating this gas, and with the vapors and the moistures, it creates this sort of fuel that could technically, you could have it last forever, well, as long as you have trees, um, you could create fuel that way.
3: Well, another thing you can do is you could go to uh, the food stores, and uh, there's some things that won't perish, uh, and, that, and one of them is uh, uh, cooking oil. Mm-hmm. So you could go, uh, you could go rob and raid and get all the cooking oil you need, and I believe your diesel engines will run on cooking oil. Yep. So you really so you could uh, you could you know, y- 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 there may be a lot of diesel around, but with no electricity, you can't pump it.
2: Can't pump it. Yeah.
3: So you're gonna you need to go uh, get all that cooking oil, and you can of course <laughs> you're gonna be pouring a lot of oil, cooking oil in, in you know truck tank, but anyway, it'll work and uh and so yeah you go you go get one of those refrigerated trucks and uh just keep putting cooking all in it and let it run for as long as you can
2: go find a, a military grade humvee uh, i do believe they're still designed to burn on basically anything that has alcohol in it and being from wisconsin we got a lot of beer and liquor up here i'm pretty sure we'd be stocked to go for a while hey that's it. yeah
1: yeah whiskey yep huh. <laughs> Well, that's kind of the, one of the neat things is you know if, if everybody's gone but you, I mean, because I'm in Houston and if and like I said you know four actually it's probably much more now a million people everybody's gone but me, I would never run out of any supply ever. True. You know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And then when you if you do, you go to another city. There's bound to be a lot of Jack
3: Daniels and Scotch and in, and. In, uh... Houston, you know, you can burn in a Humvee.
1: Um, Next one was uh, home compound. You know, of course, you kind of get your your home compound. Um, No zombies, no people. But now all of a sudden, you're going to have a problem with animals, wild animals, um, bears. (laughs) It says wild dogs, you know, mountain lions, feral cats, which is kind of surprising, coyotes and bears. And then, of course, malaria, rabies, Lyme disease. All that good stuff. So you need a uh, some kind of compound fence and whatnot to keep just nature and its natural animals out. High-rise
2: building. I mean, I live on a second-floor apartment. I think I'd be okay up here, but yeah, I, I could definitely see that being an issue, and especially in the city. Um, I don't. It would take a lot longer for nature to kind of creep its way back in for bears and wolves, but. Where I live just outside of Madison here, um, I don't think it would take long at all to see big animals like that come pouring in.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of fig- you figured, you know, dogs and cats and, and whatnot, but you get a lot of really nasty animals that come in that you would never even think you'd see in a city.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could get a, I mean, it's not silly, you could get attacked by a raccoon, they're pretty vicious, so, you know, they've. Mm-hmm. You might be wandering around in the city, and, and all of a sudden they've they they you you're you're encroaching on their terror on the, on their
2: territory. And snakes, lots of snakes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and even if you think about it now, it's not too uncommon. I mean, how many times do we hear? Well, maybe you guys don't so much. I have um, on uh, my fiance's side; she has family members in Florida. They constantly have got crocs hanging around their house and they don't live too far outside of a major town in florida even up here in wisconsin uh, there's towns where moose are wandering through which i mean moose really aren't too violent or even deer turkeys i have a deer and turkeys in a field no more than a half mile from me right off the highway and there's bears every once in a while you'll hear about a bear that comes trompling through so even now in small towns you still have that issue and and thinking about that, especially for someone like me who lives in an area that doesn't have like scorpions and and poisonous snakes and stuff, would that eventually experiencing what you guys would have in your general area, would that make you change or say, look, I need to get out of this area, go say further north where the worst you got to deal with is a bear, and they're a lot, you know, they're not very common. I know myself, I would try to avoid areas that have poisonous snakes, crocodiles, stuff like that. Mostly, I'm looking more for poisonous items because of the fact being I wouldn't know how to treat that. So that would really kind of play into me evacuating to someplace new. (laughs) And what about now? What about like you guys, especially down in Texas, you got the killer bees. They're swarming all around through that area. So that's granted. I mean, they're not like they're taking over the planet, but that's a whole other thing. It's like I people who would be allergic to bee stings wouldn't take long for that to uh, be an issue
1: so where would be a good place do you think we'll, we'll limit it to the u.s um unless you don't want to but where do you think a good place to to go would be
3: <sighs> hmm. uh, i would go to i would go to i think where's it? in virginia where they had the big naval yards because then you could get on a you could have any kind of boat you want,
1: aircraft carrier.
3: Yeah, I don't know if you could drive. You know, you're not gonna be able to drive one, but hey, you know, there's lots <laughs> of stuff there. The, the thing about the the thing about the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the naval shipyards is is that uh, you might be able to go into the in, into the ships. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just guessing. You might be able to go into the ships and get like generators started, and you could just go from ship to ship to ship, and you'd have electricity at least. Oh. During-
2: I was going to say, technically, if we're looking at it that way, I'd go out to San Diego. You got the naval yard out there. There's, I do believe, uh, some of the submarines are out there, and all those Los Angeles class submarines—they're all nuclear. You've got infinite power right there. Yeah, cool. Those things are designed to stay out in the middle of nowhere for, you know, months on end. They can generate their own clean water through seawater, and I do believe the wastewater. You've got a power plant which, you know, there's going to be outlets of some sort. So you technically could probably forever live on those submarines. You put it on a trailer and bring it back to Ed. And- <laughs> yeah. <it's true. laughs> <laughs> you well,
3: know, as long as you could figure out how to do all that. Yeah. That's the key. Of course, you'd have time to read instruction manuals. It's not like, you know,
2: you're in a big hurry. <laughs> See, I would have a problem with that because I don't really like to read instruction manuals, so I'd be trying to get YouTube up and running as fast as I could. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of one of the things I would do, uh, I would get an RV, like a really nice, or like maybe a band tour bus, loaded up, and then just travel around the whole country, just driving around, and just you know, I, I probably wouldn't live in one place. I would just live on the road. Hey, are we? We're talking like the people turned to dust and stuff, or disappeared. But are the cars still blocking the freeways and stuff? We're gonna say it happened at at midnight,
1: uh, Central Time. Okay. So, so most of the U.S. there wouldn't
0: be cars on the highway. Okay, so that's that's a thing that uh, they don't show in a lot of you know post-apocalyptic movies, and it's I think a, a price issue is they never show the streets really, really full of cars and stuff. Yeah, but uh, you know, I think the. Oh,
2: go ahead. Go ahead, Kurt. Oh, I was gonna say, I think the one movie, as we're talking about that, I think the one movie that does actually a really good job of doing that, that I always remember is, um, well, actually, there's two of them: Twenty Eight Days Later and The Stand, um, and both of them have that same part where, yeah, there's cars on the road here and there. Like in the stand, they were leaving New York City and they had to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. And 28 days later, they were leaving London and they had to go through a tunnel. So both of them you know, have the suspenseful part right there at the tunnel, but both of them were packed full of cars, people leaving. And even at midnight, um, I mean, I've been up through New York City and Philly at midnight, and it's it's still pretty busy. Yeah. Um, especially coming in and out of the city, you had the Holland and Lincoln Tunnel, there could be cars there. And even at midnight, if everyone's you know, poof, there's still going to be cars going in there. Granted, you have the bridges, but yeah, I think I think especially at that time, the night, there would be less cars. But yeah, I wish more movies did do that because there is traffic at all times, um, so it would make it kind of interesting. Um, well, you
3: know, something else is that if if say in a, say in a large city like that, all these people were driving, and then poof, they disappeared. Well, the cars are, would still be moving, and so. Every car that was driving is now going to wreck and uh, you're going to have just, you know, every other car is going to wreck and maybe every fourth or fifth one's going to catch on fire. So there's going to be horrendous fires in the cities where they uh, where the cars are, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, they didn't just stop. The people just disappeared. The cars kept going and boom, you've got crashes and, and fires everywhere.
2: Now, this isn't on the topic, but going with this kind of part of the conversation, have you guys seen the the watch the TV show uh, Fl- uh, Flash Forward? Uh, no. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen part of the first episode, so I have an idea. Okay. okay, so the first episode showed a little bit of it, and this past uh, week's episode, starting the new season, they have a lot of scenes where the show opens up where the... the the flash forward is happening. So, everyone, the whole premise of the show is everyone passes out for like two minutes and some odd seconds. But they show the scene where, when everyone passes out, the world still continues. So, as they're focusing on this one guy who is a window washer, you can see in the background um, a big giant plane coming screaming down to the earth. You can see a, there's a helicopter that flies and hits a building. There's cars that start crashing. There's explosions everywhere. And it's just like what you said you know, if everyone just poof disappears, whatever. Things are going on at that time are going to continue. So, you could be technically in a big city, and within, you know, if everyone goes poof and you wake up, like, what's going on? Because something, an explosion hits you, you may have to leave that city because there's a good possibility, especially, you know, around down in Texas where you got all those oil refineries. You get some of those oil refineries blowing up. It's going to blow up small towns and facilities in the area. You get fires going all over the place. It <laughs> could easily just burn
0: this city down. That's a good point. Yeah, I never thought of that. Oh uh, yeah, man, you're ruining my fun. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to be the buzz killer and be the bummer. But <laughs> the one thing that that I that I really wanted to do, if I was the last person, was each day I would drive a different car. But now that we're you know being realistic, they you know half of them probably would be blown up. You probably couldn't drive on the streets because there's wrecks everywhere.
3: So the but first I, vehicle you're gonna look for is a fire truck
0: or a tank. I'm still saying the tank. Yeah, I'm going with yeah. the tank. <laughs> Something you could, or a, or a monster truck, <laughs> Bigfoot, <laughs> <laughs> truck, truckosaurus.
2: <laughs> well,
3: your idea, Christopher, of, of getting in an RV and traveling is 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 a good idea. But I think what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up having to find a uh, you know a big RV, one that runs on diesel fuel, so that you can because then you can go to other vehicles. The diesel will last a lot longer than the gas, mm-hmm. and so. And so maybe you could uh, go get you a trailer and get you some barrels and tanks and you can haul extra diesel behind you because once you get on a road somewhere, you may travel a a day or two before you find, you know, more diesel. So you want to scavenge up all you can and, uh, you know, pull a trailer or two behind you. And and then you you
1: want to modify your RV so it turns into a helicopter.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
3: And, 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 and since I like to shoot, you would, I was thinking, you know, if you're the last man on earth, I was thinking, well, what would you need a gun for? Well, the animals sooner or later, you know, you're going to be confronted with an animal somewhere that, that, that uh, doesn't like you. If you go up to the North, there may be a hungry bear. If you uh, take a wrong turn or if you stay, stay around, you know, near the coast, you might, you might, uh, you might end up being accosted by a, uh, alligator, crocodile, whichever one it is. So,
0: what I would want, s-
3: rabid skunk.
0: What <laughs> what I would want to do is just shoot out all the windows I see <laughs> just for fun and just blow stuff up. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> if hasn't blown up, I'm going to take care of yeah. myself.
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. If, if you're the last person, you can do whatever you want to the environment, too. You don't have to worry about because there's one thing, like paint your fence with uh, motor oil to keep it from rusting. And it's like, well, that's bad for the environment, but pff, what does it really matter? Yeah, what, one person's not going to kill the earth now. <laughs> right, but I mean, you're the last person, so it doesn't matter. When you make it bad for the, the mountain lions and coyotes, I doubt
0: it. One thing, though, you know, realistically, if this happened and you woke up and you're the last person, you would never know that you're the last person. So the rest of your life, you would constantly be wondering, am I going to meet somebody? Are they going to be crazy? Or, right. You know, or they'd always be armed. Yeah. No matter what, you'd you, always be armed. There's no way you would know that.
2: And I guess going along with that, if we nice were, I caused it. <laughs> 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 and if if we're going to go along that aspect, how long do you really think you would last? Period before you just went went mentally crazy. I mean, humans are are we? Most people naturally have to have some sort of contact with somebody else. Just. I mean, try to go on a daily basis where you keep if you know keep yourself sheltered away for the day, and all of a sudden you see somebody. If there's that, like, oh, okay, I someone I can talk to. When do you start going crazy?
1: Yeah. Well, you you probably want to get like a uh, well, you definitely want to get a pet dog, uh, or a couple of them, so one they can like kind of help you hunt, find you know warn you of, of uh, dangerous animals or whatnot. But you know, you would talk to them, or you'd have pets at your house, so you'd have something to talk to. Yeah, that would probably help.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's interesting, you know, how long before you just start uh or or you just stop caring, you know, like what's the point? You know. would you still shave and shower? I I probably I would, would, would just because it's kind of nasty, you know. I think actually I'd run around oh. naked for a while. I would do the same actually. <laughs> Why not, you know? Except for, yeah, except for the winter time, I mean, I I I'm not, not that crazy. <laughs> I, I would wear a, a different outfit every day and sometimes I would wear Halloween costumes, but I wear a different costume every day. Awesome.
2: I would go to those expensive stores that I could that a year's salary would buy me a suit and that's what I would wear. I'd wear the really expensive clothes. Just so I you can know, alright. Yeah.
1: I know every day would be like well. Not really steak, I guess, but like, you know, fine cigars, top shelf uh, cognac, Mm
2: -hmm. um, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. You definitely, I think you would definitely want to do that right away just to say you did it. And then I think you would always have to keep in the back of your mind just to get that break of loneliness of just saying, you know what, today I think I'll break out that top shelf cognac and a nice cigar and just sit here and enjoy the view. Of the city burning,
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> of the car I blew up, <laughs> and
2: the motor oil choking the fish.
3: <laughs> well, one of the th- one of the things that you're going to end up doing, you know, there won't be any uh, won't be any electricity, and you'll be so you'll be you'll be you'll be always scrounging, right? Right. You'll always be looking for food because you'll be tired of eating the same beans over and over and over. And so you'll always, you know, you'll be looking for different food. And since there is no electricity, you're going to be drinking bottled water. So you're always going to be looking for bottled water. Once you run, you know, you know, yeah, maybe every convenience store on a corner has it. But regardless, you're going to have to go get it because there's no electricity. You're not going to be able to pump the water. All the water towers are eventually going to, you know, run out, run dry within a f- you know a few hours of of everybody disappearing. So, you know, that's going to be your water supply until you die.
2: I learn to boil water and hope you do it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But again, you know, if you're in a decent sized city and that's where you end up, there is so much. I mean, if you just go to any super grocery store. Think about how long you could live on off that stuff in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Food shouldn't really be a problem at all. I mean, if, if you're the last person and you don't have to fight, you know, Mohawk tire wearing crazies
1: for it, then, you know, you're taken care of. Well,
3: will you be? Okay. Everything will continue as it was. So all these vehicles are going to be crashing. There's going to be fires people uh, you know the natu- the electricity is eventually going to turn off but and then uh, you, you'll still have natural gas for a while because you got gas in the pipelines and and you, you a lot of your valves are, are pressure control so they don't need electricity but eventually you're getting the gas out of the ground does take some sort of pumping capacity so a lot of the people that just disappear some of them might have been cooking and a lot of buildings are going to start burning just from that. So,
0: uh well, yeah, actually, you know, realistically, a lot of places are going to burn if you know cars crash into convenience stores and blow it up. Well, your supply of food is just getting cut down. You know, grocery stores might catch on fire. Then you're kind of screwed because
2: you know. But really, if you think if you think about it, like where I live, there's a grocery store. Uh, two blocks up. There's another grocery store about a half mile away, another one about a mile away. And in between that, there's about four different convenience stores. Really, and that's just in a small town. I'm, I'm right outside of, of Madison. It's just a small little community. It, really in major cities, chances are, yeah, they're going to crash and burn into things. But how many times do you see a corner convenience store or like a, you know just a gas station convenience store? Chances are you're still going to have an ample supply somewhere. And consider the fact that most major cities do have warehouses where, you know, the distribution centers for your grocery stores. Assuming that if that doesn't blow up, you've got what—probably a decade's worth of food in there.
0: Well, as, you good know, good point. Good point. How long does uh, does canned food last? Because once all of it expires, then you're in trouble. Then you got to hey, hunt. Ten years. Ten years. So you hey, got. Cake. You got a
2: yeah, canned food can last a while. It just they they did it just kind of for giggles on a couple of those shows. But I remember there was a show on History Channel um, called Mail Call, and Artie Army had a um, an actual mil, uh, uh, food ration kit that was given to the soldiers during World War II, and he opened it up to show you what was inside. And there was actually you know they had canned foods, canned meats, and he opened it up. Now, granted, that was that meat was what 40 years old or whatever you weren't going to eat it it was dry and nasty but the thing was though as you looked at it you could tell that it was some sort of a meat product and it wasn't edible by any standards but it probably i bet you canned food lasts a long time and if you probably like put a bunch
1: of it in an underground cellar where it was cool it would last even longer
2: yeah i mean canned you know even if you did your own canning in mason jars, and yeah, and most people keep them in the basement or whatever. I would assume, as long as the seal doesn't break, because they're they you boil them to seal them tight. If that seal doesn't break, it's airtight. They should last forever, because it's just it's just in a glass jar with a rubber seal. At worst case, the little rust if moisture gets in there. But if it's kept in a really nice area, that thing should last until the end of time.
1: Yeah, you know after. You say they even say they only last ten years. Let's just say they last a decade, and you're still alive. Um, that's ten years. You have to learn how to basic do basic farming, yep. and and how to hunt because there'll be no shortage of bullets and clean an animal you shoot. You know, I mean, I think you can figure it out within ten, 10 years.
2: Yeah, I think you're going to learn that your basic tomatoes and lettuce and stuff like that, planting that. You're going to lose a lot of your luxuries of certain fruits and vegetables that don't grow in your area, but Then I think within that 10 years, you've since either – if you live in the desert south, you've moved someplace where you can do that. I think you – I would like to think that by then you would have caught on fast enough saying I need to get to an area that I can live off the land. You're not going to obviously have a a garden in the middle of Death Valley, but yet you're not going to have you know, a decent supply of of food even in the Arctic North. You're going to have to find that really nice area that can supply you with – meat for the summer to store for the winter, and then vegetables that you can grow also to store throughout the winter because summertime isn't going to be a problem. You can go fishing. You can go hunting. You can take apples off the trees. Wintertime completely changes everything, especially up here in the Wisconsin area. Wintertime comes, that's it. You're done. If you haven't stocked up, especially if you're surviving off the fat of the land, you're done. I was thinking –
1: I had. Going through this in my mind, I guess last week, and I was thinking, you know, what I would do is, assuming the city wasn't burning to the ground, I didn't because I didn't even think of that. Was first thing I would do is just, um, you know, get as much as I could, everything I needed and wanted, um, and and a couple of like eighteen wheelers, and just drive out to uh, maybe an hour or two outside the city, you know, and, and take time and pick a really nice like house on a hill. You know, it would be easy to, well, I guess, defend from animals, whatever. Uh, room for like, you know, uh, horses and dogs and, and, and gardens and just dump all the food there and uh, whatever cars, vehicles you need. And then, you know, after a year or two, every once a month or whatever, spend a weekend in the city just to go back and, if nothing else, to break the boredom. But, you know, because it's there, everything you need is there, but then, you know, you're not living in the city because all the roaches. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, that's
0: another thing no one thinks about, right? The bugs. Yeah, yes. the bugs. Hey, did when I was messing around with my mic, did we cover all six of the tips or Um no there's two more. One we kind of already
1: covered what it was saying um just burn all the gasoline you can because gasoline goes bad in two years. Hmm. Okay. So so don't wait just you know with as soon as everything kind of stabilizes Take the Ferrari, you know, take the Porsche and just burn the heck out of all you can because in two years, all your gas is going to be worthless.
0: And then you can switch to the diesel vegetable oil. Yeah.
3: And then the last
1: one's kind of a downer. Um, It was saying seal your fate, basically saying um, always have the ability to kill yourself nearby, like a gun or whatever because, you know, you're by yourself and, you know, if you get mauled by an animal, but you win, but you're basically gonna die anyway, or you get trapped, it's like you know, no one's gonna come and save you.
0: Or break your legs or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's basically, it's just, it's, it's over. It's just gonna take a long time to happen. You want to have the option to to take care of it yourself. Now, again, that depends on you know, I guess your philosophical religious views, but it is something to consider.
2: I would think that if you were the last person on earth and you've been doing this for like say two, three decades, I would think that by then you would have since thrown religion out. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. I mean there's – You a never of, know. Yeah. There's, I mean I'm not a very religious person as it is but I would think that yeah, after about 20 years of like, all right, I've survived lots of winters. I've probably survived a few droughts and maybe some floods if I was in the wrong area. I'm pretty sure that – if there at that time, I'd be like, if there is a God, He's obviously punishing me for something. It's fine, but yeah, I totally believe that, and I I really think that almost becomes. I'm surprised that's actually not the first one of the first things is basically say, look, you need to realize that anything could happen. Get yourself prepared for this mentally, and then start going through and getting everything done. Because I would think the shock and awe of everything would be enough to just make you sit there for a couple of days and just say, "All right,
0: what's going on right now?" One thing I've always wanted to do is take a car and drive it through a plate glass window, <laughs> like at a like at a car dealership. That'd be awesome. I would do that every. I would do that every day.
2: <laughs> if we're if we're going through with destruction, I'm going all Blues Brothers. I'm getting myself a cop car and I'm driving through a mall. <laughs> yes. I'm getting a tank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would I would go through like all the toy stores and stuff and play with all the toys that I, I didn't get to play with or didn't never had or like the collector stores and stuff and like open all the rare Star Wars toys and stuff and build giant play sets.
2: Oh, I didn't even think about that. No, like actually open them? Yeah. <laughs> no value to anybody else now. I know, right. <laughs> But I would really be hurt because I'm such a video game player. No electricity, I'd be bored out of my mind. Now, now I actually have to do things creative.
0: Well, actually, you you could. Uh, don't they have diesel generators so you could run that for a long time? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Off, uh, the vegetable oil, right, Dad? Will that work on that?
3: Yeah. Diesel ge- <laughs> diesel.
2: In. The diesel. In. Hey, so
0: so you could, in effect, have electricity for a long time if you hook up a generator in a in a house or something.
2: That's true, because because I guess really when I look at it, a good use of my resources that are left on the earth would be playing video games. So I actually I would be happy for a while.
0: Eh. I I would watch I'd try to watch like one or two movies a day. So by the time I kick it, I could say I watched every single movie ever made. Oh, wow,
2: you'd be there a while on that one.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually might kill myself after a while of that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think by the time you got to the new moon series, I'd be
0: like, alright, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> this is the end. I saved this one for last. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> you guys joke, that's what Reese is watching right now, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 set to watch it any day now. We started watching it and then we we switched to uh Shutter Island. Oh uh, that's a good movie. Yeah.
1: Well here's one thing I was thinking about um was you know, you think, okay, you know, it's during the day. Because you know, it's going to be creepy at night, even if you know everybody's gone. It's still going to be creepy at night. So during the day, you're going to go and you're going to go to Academy and you know, get your guns and your whatever, right? It's going to be dark in every single store because you think you go going to like Walmart, Target now, it's well lit. There's no windows and there's very few skylights. It's going to be dark and it's going to be scary. Think about Target, pitch dark.
3: That's true. All buildings will be dark.
1: Yeah, even if you've got a gun and like flashlight and everything, you're still gonna be freaked out. It's because you don't know there might be uh, a mountain lion, yeah, know, running around. And I'm yeah, sure, there is. So There'll underwater. be a lot of rats. It's gonna be like alien, you know, no steps in there.
0: The ones thing... like
1: that—that you know, Darth Vader burn
2: edition, but... <laughs> <laughs> wind up flashlights, lots of them.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, and especially too, like we were saying, if. You won't know you're the last person, so every time you go in a store, it being dark and animals running around, you'd just be waiting for somebody else to, you know, be in there, too. I mean, you'd be stressed out a lot. And I, I
2: don't think it helps, either, that we have been part of a culture that zombie movies, you know, we got, what, three zombie movies, it seems like, every year. There's always, at least, especially now with 2012 coming out, there's at least one apocalyptic movie. All these movies portray the end of the world just being horrible, terrible survival of the fittest. You know, like you were saying earlier, that Mohawk tie wearing gang. So yeah, you would be. You'd constantly be going in there always thinking of the worst because that would be the whole thing. You would you would always have in the back of your mind there's somebody out there to get me. And even if it's been twenty years from now and you have got to that point where you're like, All right, I'm by myself, nobody's here. It's always going to be in your mind. You're going to hear something. You'll be walking down a road. You might hear a a snap of a twig or some metal drop because something rusted. And you're going to freak out thinking, uh-oh, somebody's following me. So, yeah, you, you constantly, always in the back of your mind, are going to be paranoid thinking there is that other person out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually, it wouldn't be very much fun if you didn't know you were the last person. <laughs> right. <laughs> because then you think, oh, man, I'm going to – I'm gonna drive this tank over and blow up this bus, but then you're like, wait, that might attract some of the freaks, you know, and Well, I think after
1: a couple of years, you would probably assume you aren't you are the last, but I mean you you probably would always be somewhat on defensive in the back of your
2: mind. But then again, too, if it's been a couple of years and you haven't seen anybody, I would think that I would want to start attracting people because like I was saying earlier, I mean especially for someone like myself, I need to have contact at least daily with somebody that after a while I would just be like, this is just boring. I'm just going out of my mind for lonesomeness that I would try to purposely do things to find out if anyone else is around. So even if all the fires have gone out in the cities, yeah, I'm probably still going to blow up a building. You figure that's going to burn <laughs> for a few days. someone's <laughs> going to be willing to see
0: that. Yeah, that's true, and uh, they don't really do that too often, like like I Am Legend and stuff, when he was, you know, on the radio trying to contact people, you know, like, light something on fire, you know, people might, oh, look, there's a big fire. Well, he had been there for a while, so he might have done
1: that, but I mean, after a couple months, you're you're probably like, yeah, you know, like, the radio thing's enough.
0: Yeah, but, you know, once again, though, if I let's say I was outside of town, and I'm like, man, I Wonder if there's any people, and I saw this huge explosion. Part of me would—I would go check it out, but I would be scared to death. I think that if something blew up, it's a bunch of crazy people blowing stuff up.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I wouldn't know if I'd want to go meet them. You know, I mean, I, I would go check it out anyway, because you know what the hell. But, but we'll say in this case, you know, you're the last person. Oh well, man, that it—you just have fun all the time until um, you just got bored and lonesome.
2: Exactly. I would I would just work city by city, block by block, every day. Like, how can I take this building down? How can I <laughs> destroy this? Eventually, I would get bored and want to move on.
0: Oh, oh, I would have to get get a hold of some uh, some rocket launchers or something. Oh, of course.
2: Of course, my fear is now that someday, we'll uh, a couple days from now, you know, something might happen. You know, God forbid, in one of these cities, where a building blows up, and we're all getting phone calls. We were listening to Tupacast, and we just happened to hear you guys wanted to blow up buildings.
0: Yeah, we're all flagged right now. <laughs>
2: well, you mentioned
3: one thing about wait, the... Wait, wait,
0: wait, hold on. Someone's knocking at the door. <laughs> 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 oh, go ahead, Dad. I was kidding. It's the FBI.
3: <laughs> uh, you mentioned the airport. You could go to... You could go to the small airports and uh, you could fly, you know, you could, you could learn to fly. Of course, you definitely don't want to crash because you only get once to do that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, you, you, since you don't have to worry about uh, other air traffic, uh, you, could, uh, you could, you know, start out with the, with the small airplanes. Uh, and uh, assuming you can get it started and get it going, you can fly around. And uh, just see a bunch of stuff.
1: Then you could fly jet fighters. That that opens up a whole new window, Dad. You're right.
3: Yep. If you can <laughs> figure
1: out how to, if you can figure out how to get them started, you could fly like. a B-52. Think about what you could do with Dad.
2: Well, you oh, know man, how I it go goes. Once you learn to fly a Cessna and a jet fighter, the next step is going right to NASA and taking the space shuttle up.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Man, you you would really, you would really have a lot of fun if you were a pilot or or you know, I don't know if I could learn that on my own, but if you, if you if you could or if you already knew how to fly, man, just think of all the stuff you could blow up from the air. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to blowing stuff up. <laughs> well, uh, no. Th- Thomas mentioned earlier, uh, before we started hitting uh, Area Fifty One. That'd be the first thing I'd do. And we were saying you could find all the answers to everything, but you couldn't tell anybody. You could find out who really killed Kennedy, but (laughs) you couldn't tell anybody. (laughs)
2: Course, going back to the pilot, the question would be, let's let's say you were able – or let's say you even knew how to fly a jet. How long would you stay here before you said, you know what, I can get one of these big jets filled up with enough fuel and I'm heading over to Europe or Japan or something?
0: Oh, true. I'd be gone right away because you could always fly back. Hopefully. Hey, are are you guys still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man, that's awesome!"
3: Yeah, it is. Except, just you know, somebody like me—not not too keen on heights. That'd be kind of scary. Yeah,
1: I don't think I would. I don't think I would try to learn to fly because there's so much to it. You really, I would really want a teacher because um, that's that's a very risky thing to do. And and there's the whole country is open to you. You know, I mean, it's like I'll just stay on the ground and break stuff down here. <laughs>
2: Well, here's here's okay. Then how about this? Like, what about going to say, like, if you went down to Florida or even San Diego, where you have the big cruise ships? Most of those cruise ships now they're all run by computers. It's a simple interface. Would you be willing to take a big giant cruise ship? You know, if you, if you obviously you got all the time in the world, so if it takes you two weeks to get across the Atlantic or the Pacific, so be it.
0: Yeah, th- that'd be pretty. Well, fun. then
2: you
1: hit, a, but then you might hit like a squall or. Uh, hurricane, because you got to think now you have no uh, weather advisory, right?
2: That's true. Well, yeah, it depends on how the radar works. If their radar on those ships reflects off, well, here's the thing though satellites would still be active, your GPS would still be going. Satellites will run off of solar, and they a lot of those have batteries and everything else. So, technically, satellite signals I do believe would still be coming down. You might actually still with a with. The, the cruise ships being able to generate their own power, you might have something with that. Um, I'm not sure how they you know, fully work, but other than that, yeah, if you hit a big storm, I suppose you would be kind of up uh, up the creek without a paddle, I guess.
3: I like the idea of the cruise ship. That is neat. Yeah. That
1: would be yeah. scary. Again, think, think about it.
3: Well, you'd, well, you wouldn't necessarily have to go uh, – you wouldn't necessarily have to cross the Atlantic. You'd just take a cruise ship and just travel up the coast of America. You could just be a, a mile or two off land where you can always see land.
0: Yeah, you'd have a ship that wouldn't track. be any lights, but I forgot it has its own power. Well, also, you wouldn't necessarily have to take the biggest one. They have smaller ones too, you know, a uh, 100 passengers or so, like the littler ones. You could take one of those.
2: Go down to the big uh, areas of San Diego or Miami or whatever. Get those big giant yachts. Yes. Oh
0: yes. Yeah. Now take a talking. yacht
2: out for a while. That's you know see where the yacht. Like you said, take it out a mile or two, and all of a sudden you look down and say, you know what? I have enough fuel to make it back. Enough battery to make it back. You go back. You get your next one, and you take it back out.
3: Hey, yeah, you could if you could make it down to uh, uh, Florida. Then you could get one of those boats, and you could go to Cuba, and you could get the real
0: cigars. (laughs) If they they haven't rotted already. Depends how soon you go. Yeah. That's got to be priority number one. (laughs) (laughs) World's ending.
2: I've never been a smoker, but for some reason, I have this hunking urge to go down to Cuba to get some (laughs) (laughs) Havanas. Why not?
0: Exactly. I'm the last person on Earth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I guess I guess the first thing you'd probably want to do is write a list of all the things that are going to rot or expire and and then uh do all of them first and then save the other like, you know, blowing stuff up for later cuz that'll always be there, but the cigars and the 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 mangoes and stuff, they won't be. Unless you go to, you know, where they're growing, but uh, like eating the steaks and stuff, you'd want to do that right away, you know. Right, of yeah, course. You'd
3: have, you'd have plenty of places to cook the steak with all those buildings burning.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know what? I kind of want a steak. Okay, let me go set this building on fire. <laughs> <laughs> my steak, my steak may smell like rubber tires and dead skunks, but you know what? I've always got fire. I'm never going to be cold. <laughs> I guess, I guess if you're planning on you know long term, you'd definitely. Well, you might want to learn how to like butcher an animal so you can yeah. have fresh meat instead of – I imagine if you just ate canned stuff long enough, you'd probably get sick. Or or not sick, but um, malnourished or whatever. Well, not if you – I mean, if you ate beans all the
1: time, yeah, but, I mean, you would mix it up, obviously. Yeah, but – Everything I you need is pretty much canned.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true.
3: With all the MSG they put in the stuff, you know, I, I see no problem in that stuff lasting years.
1: Well, I mean, you, you talk about the, the shelf life of cans. People people would make bomb shelters in what the fifties, and they would mm-hmm. fill it with canned foods, and they're still down in there.
2: And, and that's what it comes down to. It really comes down to how it's preserved and how it's protected. Like I was telling you with those. Um the the pickling and the jarred foods that you put in the mason jars, um, uh, when I was a kid, my mom would pickle her own, you know, we'd make our own pickles and we'd do tomatoes of all different sorts and jams and jellies and you just put them in a glass mason jar with the with the lid and sealed it up, boiled it, got a nice tight seal, and yeah, I mean, two three years would pass and we'd pop one open and you would eat it. So and it was in the basement kept, uh, you know, the basement was kept at a decent temperature and granted it had an electric humidifier, but even if we didn't have that, the dehumidifier down there, it still was not terrible. Um, it was sheltered from the elements, always kept at a steady temperature. So if, if you looked out and found someplace like that, there you go. You've, you've kind of hit the mother load at least for a little while. Granted, meats might not be so well. I don't think too many people put meats in mason jars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can make jerky, and jerky would last a long time, right? That's true. Yeah, that
2: that's true. Smoke. I mean, even back in the you know back in the the colonial days, and even before that, um, your fish were heavily salted, packed. I mean, they were packed in salt to keep throughout the winter. Um, your meats were were. Uh, Done, you know, smoked. Yeah, you'd have smoked meats and and jerky meats, and even depending on how you go through, like where you're living. Like if if you decide you know I'm gonna live up north, when it gets cold, yeah, you could you could have plenty of meat, put it out in the snow. You've got a freezer, you at least got a freezer four or five months out of the year if it it gets cold enough. So at least you've always got stuff to get you through the winter time. That's, and that's the other thing I guess we've never really touched on. Are, are we hermits? Are we traveling like in the, the summertime, we're going to go down south? In the wintertime, we're, we're going to stay north or vice versa? Like how are we doing this? Because if I'm thinking long term, I'm thinking throughout the months, yeah, I might not want to be stuck up north in the winter, hit a blizzard and might not be able to get food for days on end. But yet I don't want to be down in the blazing south during the summertime where it's going to be super-duper hot.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Well, since, since my plan was to just travel around, I guess I would plan my route so in the summer, I'm up north in the winter, I'm well, maybe in the middle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I I think one of the things you would end up doing, at least I think you would end up doing, is uh, you have to do a little research if you didn't know this, but uh, you you'd make your route... And, and try to follow the food. In other words, uh, like say say you went up to Washington. You'd want to be in the state of Washington when the apples are blooming and, you know, eat apples. And maybe you'd want to be in Georgia when the peaches are there. Uh, so, you know, various states have various stuff, you know, the natural foods that grows on trees and then maybe some that, that grows in the vines that, that, that would stay there. Uh, so, you
2: yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that what the Native Americans used to do? They kind of followed the herd. Like they would literally move their entire tribes as as the the animals would move from one area to the next during the season change. Right. Exactly. They kind of would, they would go with them, so that way, no matter what, you were always constantly around some sort, you know, some source of food.
3: Yeah, because the original Native Indians, as far as I know from what reading I've done, you know, they weren't they weren't agriculture. They weren't farmers. They just followed the food, and yep. so they, you know, they had they had the bison and they had deer. And then whatever was growing on trees, or they could find it in the ground, whatever.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I have to fit my uh, off my uh, RV with off-road tires, and <laughs> 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 a, a harpoon. It's like, or I want to <laughs> shoot the harpoon. That'd be awesome hunting from the roof of an RV.
2: <laughs> Spend a I'm little time here. I was gonna say you spend a little time doing it all A Team style where you're modifying everything to pop up and <laughs> got that, cil- get that cylinder in case a bear comes at you, you can just hammer off the end of the cylinder and shoot it right at the bear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd put spikes all over it just you know, what the heck. <laughs> An
2: armor <laughs> blade. <laughs> <laughs> An RV that an RV that at one time was getting 20 miles to the gallon. By the time you're done, you're lucky if you get 16 feet to the gallon.
0: <laughs> the trailer hauling the diesels as long as the RV. <laughs> well, you know, I was just thinking if you
3: if you had an RV like that, you would want to tow behind it, like I had mentioned, or you want to tow behind it a trailer with with uh, fuel, but you know. You're, you're not in a hurry, so you could hook up, uh, you can also tow, you know, like one of the Humvee, the, you know, the Bradley vehicle or the Humvee. Another, then the next thing you want to tow behind you on a trailer, you could, Matthew had mentioned it, you know, a helicopter. That's not such a bad idea. You could get one of those ultralights. And that way, you know, say you stop on the side of the road and you could walk back to your ultralight, fire it up, and, then, and, and scatter around and say, you know, where do I want to go next? Because you might be able to fly fifty miles, you know, in either direction, or uh, maybe yeah. you don't. Maybe you don't want to fly that far in case it breaks, but but fly around and say, "Hey, I I see something over there. I want to go." Because you wouldn't you wouldn't know from your RV.
2: And I never even thought of those ultralights. And I, yeah, I remember going to um, a state fair where there was a company in Minnesota that was actually you could buy one and you could buy your own little ultralight, I mean, you're only, you know, a few hundred feet off the ground, and, yeah, you'd buzz around for 10, 15 miles, especially if you're out in the middle of nowhere, just kind of make a big circle, take a good survey of the land, say, hey, I need some water, just go flying around, oh, there's some water, and start heading that way.
0: Yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea, because, you you know, especially if you're driving an RV, you could drive somewhere and not be able to turn around, or uh, you know, you'd have to back up or something. If you're hauling two or three vehicles, it might be kind of difficult to get out of a situation or you'd waste a lot of time driving down some road and, you know, it might be easier just to fly and check it out and then unhook the Hummer or a four-wheeler or a dirt bike. Yeah, because I
2: remember, yeah, and that, so that would be the other thing. You'd want to have some sort of like, uh, you know, a four-wheeler or, um, you know, a quad of some sort to, yeah, to do those off because obviously your RV is not going to be able to go everywhere and even a Hummer won't be able to go everywhere. So, you know, a nice size quad that has a couple of racks to go to and from um, because pretty much anyone can drive a quad in no time. Those uh, ultralights, they're designed to be easy take off and land. Anybody, you can learn that with going no more than 10 feet off the ground. Um, they don't go very fast. And uh so things like that would be necessities that you should be taking no matter what. And even if you couldn't get the ultra light cuz it's not like they're, you know, everywhere, you should easily have some sort of a small tiny off-road vehicle like a, you know, a quad or a dirt bike of some sort.
0: Yeah. Man, driving a four-wheeler through a mall or something that'd be fun. <laughs> Like a big like the Mall of America. Oh man! Woo! Yeah, driving no, been, uh, driving yeah, through been few... the windows of the stores. Yeah. 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 I used to I used to hang
2: out at the Mall of America when I was uh, in my last year of high school and when I moved up to Minneapolis for a little while. That would be a blast. I think I could have a lot of fun in there all by myself. Yeah. Just tearing through that.
0: Man, I'm getting excited about this. I want the world to end tonight I got plans for tomorrow (laughs) did we do all the list were there any more that they
1: no that was that was it on the list one of the things when I had been thinking about it I, I hadn't really thought about I was thinking about you didn't quite know if you were alone um because that changes everything. But you know, if that was the case, and you did know you were alone, this was just you know something I'd been thinking about. Was you know uh, again, I would I would kind of have my main house and be fully stocked, like totally fully stocked. But I'd have multiple locations, you know, like one in Edna, one in Houston, one along the way, one in Galveston. You know, all within you know a couple days walk of each other. Because you never know what would happen, but. And I guess I would do the same thing in this scenario, uh, assuming I wasn't going to go cross-country. But now that we talk about it, I think cross-country sounds much more fun.
2: And especially if you're going with the migration theory that we were talking about earlier, just kind of going with the food, um, I would do that too. I would set up houses and strongholds where I would purposely start stocking stuff knowing that, all right, this time next year I'm going to be coming back here again. And I think – Along those thoughts, I would purposely make it so that way animals couldn't get to it, but it was easily accessible to humans because in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking, all right, if I come back here and this stuff is gone, then A, I know there's probably humans around and B, it's easy stuff that I could restock. It's stuff that I don't specifically have to always have with me. So I'd be kind of doing it as two ways because like we've always been saying, I would have to know if there's somebody else out there. So if I put up a sign saying, food inside, come and get it, mm-hmm. obviously Yogi Bear ain't going to be reading that sign. But, you know, the Mohawk tie-wearing gangster
0: guy, he's probably going to read it, and he'll come in and take it. Yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. If you didn't know, if you were the last one, you could set up these little bait houses or, you know, little traps. traps and just to see if somebody would take it, and then you would know. <laughs>
2: It's like having a big giant box with a stick and a Twinkie underneath of it and a piece of rope and just waiting. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the other thing, Twinkies. The rumor has that they'd be around forever in a year. You know, cockroaches and Twinkies are the only things that would be around. You know, are we going to stock up on the uh, old Twinkie trucks like they did
0: in Zombieland? Are we (laughs) constantly looking for that Twinkie? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I could take it or leave it. I think I'd be looking for chocolate first. There you go. Oh yeah, because that would go bad eventually. Yeah. I, I would probably bags. I, I'd probably gain like three hundred pounds the first year, <laughs> and then once everything you know rotted or or expired, then then I'd probably fade away because all the good stuff's gone.
2: But see, things like chocolate, um, Doritos, things like that, I think you could. Sp- Bread them out a little more, because remember, you got plastic storage bags out there, and and those vacuum tight containers. Like, there's a a, a container, a, va- a vacuum bag that I use for when I buy meat to put it in the freezer. It has a hand pump that sucks the air out, and it makes a tight bag. So when I throw it in the freezer, there's no freezer burn. Oh right. So, so if you got stuff like that where you could put it in a bag, remove the pull the air out, it, at least some of your perishable food. Now you can stretch it out. You know, maybe a month longer, if that
0: you know it would be funny as if there were other people and you found one of their safe houses or something you walked in the room and it was nothing but you know those airtight bags full of candy or like Doritos <laughs> <laughs> there's no other food but it's just all these freeze dried Doritos and stuff what? Like, <laughs> and then you take it
1: you know that's got to be kind of scary if, if you're, a, you're, you're by yourself for six years or something right and all of a sudden, you stumble across, like, a, 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 a house with lights on in the distance. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Blow
2: it up. <laughs> That's when you get the tank, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just run it over. It's death in a house, and he's brought hell with him. i got to take it out before he takes me. <laughs> that, that, that would be
1: really creepy. Man, I still think being in like, like, say, Toys R Us in the day when it's dark, because you know you would have like a light on the end of your gun and maybe a, like a miner's hat with a light. But you know you'd be, you'd hear like something rustling five rolls over. You know. Yeah. Well I, And you and know, it literally becomes like a horror movie because say it's something you need, like say medicine, and you're in a pharmacy, right? So you got to get this, and you got to get out, and you know there's like something in there. Is it a boar? Is it uh, is it a cat? You know, is that is it a lion or a tiger or who knows? But it's in there, you know. Yeah, that's true. That'd be scary. That'd be that's a horror movie. That's a real. That's a like a natural horror movie.
0: Well, any any building you go into is going to be scary, no matter what, because everything's scary in the dark. I mean, because you don't know what's there. I mean, you know, you could still get bit by rats and stuff, and that's not fun. You know it'd be really sad if you're the last person on earth and you could do anything you want and some rat bites you and gives you some kind of disease and you die <laughs>
2: <laughs> well that's like what I was telling you Chris uh before we started there was a um uh episode of the Twilight Zone that the premise was this this guy loved to read he just he wanted to read all the time and he tried to read every possible second he could, and at work he was caught reading at work when he wasn't supposed to and he just – he had this vision or this dream. I just wish everybody would disappear and just go away and he woke up one morning and the world had blown up. I mean everybody was gone. He was the only person left on earth and he collected all these books from the library and he sat down on the stairs and put on his reading glasses to get ready to read and somehow – I don't remember what how it happened. His glasses fell and broke so he can no longer read. That's all he wanted was just all the time in the world to just read books and his glasses broken that's it the one thing he wanted to do he can no longer do now and he's the last person on earth granted he uh. could probably go find he could probably go find new reading glasses assuming there's a building that hadn't been destroyed but the premise was he can no longer do this and it goes along with like Chris was saying you last here for 10 15 years and I was saying like oh I wonder if there's anything in this building and you take one step and a rat come and bite you and you're like oh well, I guess that's it <laughs>
1: Now you kind of bring up a good point. Um, what if you're like legally blind but you got coke bottle glasses?
0: Yeah. First mm-hmm. thing you
1: should do is get a bunch of glasses.
0: Why you can see, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you could easily lose a pair of glasses.
2: I mean, it can happen and then you're screwed. Or what if like um you're you're diabetic, you have to have insulin shots yes. or I was thinking there's that. yeah, you know, medicine that constantly you have to if you don't take you're pretty much, you know, screwed. I mean, those that that would be the single worst scenario possible for you. I mean, I think right there that what was a rule six where you got to be, you know, basically make your faith. I'm pretty yeah. sure that if the world ends, you're going to be like, well, I've drained this town of all the medicine it has, and I can't make it to the next. I guess I have X amount of time left, and you're going to make your faith real fast, make your pack with faith real fast.
0: Well, yeah, like you say, you you're on some kind of, um, I don't know, blood thinner or blood pressure medicine that you have to have, and even if you know what it is and you raid the pharmacy, that stuff expires eventually as well. So mm-hmm. you know, maybe especially you,
2: if you're especially if your meds refrigerated.
0: Right, you're yeah. uh, you're not the last man on earth very long. <laughs> <laughs> you better blow some stuff up quick, because. <laughs>
2: Let's take a quick survey here. Who do you think would last longer, a meat-eating person or a vegetarian who just – who their entire life has refused to – let's say it's the ultimate. It's a pita-vegetarian. They refuse to hurt animals. They don't want to eat meat, nothing. Or you've got some guy who is a steak and potato guy all the time. doesn't think twice. He'll put a bullet between the eyes of some deer.
1: Uh, Well, Well, I would say the meat guy for for no other reason that – that if the peta guy decided to eat meat, they couldn't because they don't have the bacteria in their stomach anymore. Well, so they wouldn't if, even have the
2: option of eating meat. But there's enough
0: bacteria. canned vegetables; they could last forever.
2: But wouldn't they eventually have to have some sort of a you know? A, a, winter time comes. If let's say this person unfortunately stuck up in, in say Alaska or a, the you know where it's stuff isn't going to be a lot you know you can only have so much vegetables you gotta kind of spare some of that meats around could they eventually change or do you think I mean the bacteria thing I never I guess I never even knew about that um I don't know I mean
3: I've I I, I don't think that the meat guy can would would survive because the uh the vegetarian guy is going to have to have some protein and the only way he's going to get protein if he's a real I, I guess I guess like a vegan vegetarian He's gonna to have to eat nuts, and if he doesn't have them, uh, you know, you could get them out of the store. Sure, uh, I don't know how long they'll last. I guess nuts would last a long time in those cans.
2: Yeah, salted.
3: Like, yeah, so in yeah, uh, the
2: glass jars, those are airtight. It'd be just like your, you know, your pickling and stuff.
3: So if, if he's traveling and uh, he, and he's following the food traveling, he's gonna to have to uh, follow the route of uh, trees, otherwise he's going to have to eat nuts, whereas the meat guy, the meat guy can can do anything, I mean, he can he can be vegetarian for a, a few weeks if he wants to, and he can eat meat. Uh, I would, since, since there's so much food already in grocery stores sealed up, I think either one of them, uh, I think either one of them has basically the same chance to live, but I think the meat guy... Has a bigger variety to choose from.
2: Okay, let's take the next poll now. Let's throw the battle of the sexes in. Who do you think lasts longer, a male or a female?
0: Well, that really depends on uh, their backgrounds. I mean, if you if you're talking about, uh, I mean, well, I mean, average if person. I, you know, it depends because there are some some uh, some females around here that know more about. Living off the land and survival than I do, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. then there are some females that don't even know how to open a can of food, <laughs> <laughs> and the same the same for you know men as well. There's you know. So I would say in
1: general, a male just because you know genetically coded the male is the hunter the provider and the female would be the one who produces the the child and raises it so we're
2: um, going back to a primal instinct sort of thing
1: I, I think we all have it still in us deep down um, and if nothing else you could fall upon that I could see that
0: I think you're a sexist pig Matthew. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think of some some horribly sexist
1: joke. I, you know, like, well, the women would make it they wouldn't have you know like I don't know doilies or something.
2: <laughs> you know, and, and I I agree with Chris. There's a lot of women out there. I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm six just over three hundred pounds. And there's a lot of women out there that I've seen that could still beat me down like there's no tomorrow. So yeah, it depends on what their background is. Um, you know, I think it would be a fifty fifty shot all around for everybody. But I guess if you look at the average guy and the average girl, I mean, if we're going on, you know, but say it is primal instincts, and I think even if you have a a person who knows how to live off the land, eventually there's going to come to something that they don't know how to do. Your guy might be a good hunter and a good mechanic, but you know he might not be a good farmer, or vice versa. He may be a great farmer, but you, you don't know a socket wrench from a Phillips screwdriver.
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a loaded question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, questions or tips?
2: I guess the only other thing I could think of is if uh if you really kind of want to have a good idea of what would happen to the planet if you're the last person or not if if everybody was gone, Discovery Channel had a great series and it's I believe it's in its second season right now called uh Life After Humans. I think that's what it's called. It's called Um and what they do is they um they start with like it it doesn't it, they don't tell you how humans go. It's just one day, every human on the planet is gone. And then what it does is it breaks it down. So, like, they have different subjects. Like, I remember one they were talking about, um, like, buildings and major cities and oil refineries and stuff. And so then they show you, like, one day after humans, like, what would happen when there's no humans around for a day. And then it goes into, like, a month and a year, and then it'll go to, like, 10,000 years or whatever. And it just shows you how, over time, how nature takes back the planet how things just break down um, you know and it's, it's funny because they would show cities they'd show major cities like 10,000 you know like a thousand years from now you can still kind of see the outline of the city but within 10,000 years there's a river flowing through here there's mountains there's hills it's just it's it's really in, in an interesting series it's on the Discovery Channel if I remember right it's called Life After Humans
0: oh that's pretty neat All right. Well, uh, anything else, or y'all want to wrap it up?
3: I, I don't have anything else. Nope.
2: I think I'm good. Yeah, that's
0: so all I got. Okay. Hey, that, that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun.
2: Now, after the subject, I'm fully depressed. I think I should go watch some SpongeBob to cheer me back up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I was a, thinking about go drinking some whiskey.
0: <laughs> there you go. Get a start <laughs> on it now.
1: <laughs> I, was, I was.
0: I really want to light something on fire. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go steal a boat and go to Cuba. <laughs> We're all gonna be in the news tomorrow. What, what happened to these guys? <laughs> all right, well, uh, thanks everyone to list, for listening to this episode of Tupacast. If you have any topic ideas, uh, know of anybody who would like to be on the show or you yourself would like to be on the show, send me an email. You can check out the all new website at ctupa.com. That's C T U P A dot com. And um, thank you very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> that was pretty cool. You know, actually I kinda wanna watch a zombie movie or something.
2: You know, I I got I have zombie land downstairs that I haven't watched yet, and I'm actually thinking I might go pop
0: that in. You know, um we, we rented that from the uh, we hardly ever get any movies from the movie store, because I, I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But uh, we went one time, and I was like, oh, man, I, I, I want to see that, because a huge zombie fan. Well, the last, uh, what is it, the, like the last 20 minutes, it was scratched up, and it wouldn't play. Oh. Yeah, so I got all the way to that part, and then it was like, er, skip to the end. I'm like, oh, no.
2: Oh, that, I love that movie. Yeah, but the, the, the last part in the amusement park is
0: actually really good. Yeah, I missed that whole thing.
3: Well, I haven't seen it yet, but is is Zombieland kind of like on a premises of uh, there's only a few people left on Earth, kind of like I Legend or something?
2: It's actually, do you ever see uh, Shaun of the Dead? No. Okay, go rent Shaun of the Dead and go get Zombieland. They're both the same thing. It's a zombie film. It's like a parody zombie film. It's a comedy zombie film where, yeah, something's happened that's turned everybody into zombies, but there's a few survivors, but there's comedy to it so it almost makes fun of zombie films um Shaun of the Dead was really modern was kind of like the first one that did it and, and it's a great film and Zombieland is right up there with it I think they're both excellent films it's just it's a humorous
0: style zombie movie
3: what's that other one again
0: what's it called Shaun of the Dead
3: Shaun of the Dead
0: yep. Okay. Yep. hey you know uh, Zombieland actually does a pretty good job of showing some of the highways clogged with cars
2: they, the funny thing was just when we were talking about that, I thought about that too. Like that popped into my head. I was like, oh, because he's – and that's why I was bringing up the Twinkie comment yeah, too because yeah. cause Woody Harrelson's character is on the hunt for Twinkies. And I remember that scene where he's driving down the highway and there's a Twinkie truck right there and he, when he opens it up, it's all snowballs.
0: Yeah. And I, I, think, <laughs> I think at one point they actually show an uh, airplane crashed like on the side of the road like it just fell out of the sky. So, I think so. Not, that's pretty yeah. So. That's pretty neat. All right. Well, I guess that's it then. Y'all have a nice nice rest of the weekend. Okay. Yeah.
2: You too, Chris. Get All right, you too. Yeah, thanks for thanks See for joining us.
0: Yep. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. 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 Bye.